everybody, and you're all very welcome to this nice episode of another <laughs> film podcast. <laughs> My name is Tierney. <laughs> Oh, my name is Colin. <laughs> and my name is Matt. Oh, boy. That was... Uh, and you're all very welcome. Very welcome. I was like, what is she doing? Oh, that's what she's doing. Well played. <laughs> oh, this is episode what number, Tierney? 69. The sex number. It's 69. It's the, it's it is fuck a number. sex number. It is the legendary, the one and only, Adele Deceit. <laughs> 69. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> oh, oh wow we can't i can't believe we made it to episode number nice 69 nice <laughs> <laughs> nice nice excellent nice and not only that but we chose i mean it, it coincided so perfectly this movie it choice it truly with our current run with the number 69 nice uh we are talking about eyes wide shut That's the sex it. movie we got we got to watch the, the fuck movie if we're going to be on episode the fuck number, so. Yeah, our entire review uh, time for this episode will just be talking about the sex in this movie, uh, the fucking, uh, and the number 69. Exclusive. If you came here for some real film criticism, you have come to the wrong place. <laughs> Move along. Move along. <laughs> We're here for one thing and one thing only, and that's fuck <laughs> Nice. Oh, anyway. God, we did it. <laughs> Welcome to this episode. <clears throat> Buckle up. <laughs> uh, should we dive right in? I can yeah. Go first. I mean, have you so seen... Who's, I was going to say, who's I, seen this I've never seen it until this time. Me neither. Or, who's this? None of us have seen this Oh, that's fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah to your name, feel free to, to jump on in. Start Kick um, us off. Yeah, so I hadn't seen this movie before. I watched it uh, for the podcast, and you know. Did you watch it I'm... outside? Please tell me you watched this movie outside. <laughs> I didn't. I texted you where I watched some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe better than outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I watched it for the first time, and you know, I. Uh, don't have a lot to say about this movie. <laughs> uh, at first, I was Ooh, like, I at first, I was like, uh, you know, I'll read through my notes as we go through it because you you see a clear turning point. But I was kind of like, yeah, you know, like it's not, it's okay. And then by the end, I was like, this is just, this is bad, and it's it's bad. I think I actually <laughs> hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay i think i might I mean, too, too interesting in as much as like i don't want to spend a ton of my energy hating this movie because it's mm-hmm. so bad but uh did not care for it okay matt uh i think you seem like you have strong feelings so you jump in and then maybe i can taper us off a frozen? little bit no, no, I was just—he's not actually frozen, but I think he's composing just, my thoughts. <laughs> he froze himself Fro- while he was like trying to. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think this is the first definitive Kubrick movie that I watched and was like, this is the bottom of my rankings yes. of Kubrick movies. Mm-hmm. Like flat out, no comparison. 
no argument would save this movie and make it higher on my list. At least now, you know, who knows? A lot of Kubrick's movies initially I was not a big fan of, and then upon a second viewing, liked them much more. I do not think that this movie will be able to achieve that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I also... This was a weird experience because it felt like what I had always thought Kubrick movies were which is kind of impenetrable, Mm -hmm. slow, Mm -hmm. kind of mean, nasty, bizarre movies. But I think most of his movies are not that. Mm -hmm. I think they're very well-composed, artful, funny, which I will get to more later. It's a joyless Uh, movie. This is a joyless (laughs) slog. Uh, And so... I've been so surprised in watching Kubrick movies, <clears throat> even the new ones that we watched uh, so far, or that I new, watched the first New time, to you, yeah. New to me. Um, that, yeah, this one was like, ugh. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And that's kind of a bummer, because all the other ones have been so much better than I expected them to be when I finally watched them. So, yeah, lots to talk about in that not a lot to talk about. <laughs> Wait, I did just remember one thing in terms of when I, I first, can I just say two things? When I first heard of yeah. this movie, uh, actually, it's just one thing. I already knew what the movie was, but I didn't really know what it was about. And Matt, I can't remember if you were there, but I went to Stevie's Christmas party one year. Oh. And everyone was like, bring a Christmas-themed DVD and we'll chuck it on just like in the background. Someone, someone <laughs> brought eyes wide. Incredible. <laughs> I, was, I was with Jack and Jack was like, who the fuck brought this? <laughs> oh man, what a good move though. Because it That's is really... undeniably a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% a Christmas movie. Um, I guess I should also say, I did, I was aware of this movie since it was first coming out, because I remember the hullabaloo around the fact that Tom Cruise and his then-wife and fellow actor Nicole Kidman were, like, basically fucking on screen. That is what all of the media yeah. presented this but movie like, to be. But, like, he's never even naked. Not even a butt cheek. Okay. Not a single butt cheek. We'll get to that. Okay, you know. all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that, that was my like, cultural awareness mm-hmm. of it, and I had seen just the scene of Lily Sobieski at the costume store. That was, like, the only scene totally out of context, and I guess the orgy scene, but only clips of that. That was the only stretch of the movie that I'd seen. Um, And now having seen the whole thing, couldn't tell you why any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Uh, okay, yeah, so similar to you, I mean, I, I was aware of this movie's existence, but I was uh, 11 in 1999, so clearly it was not, first of all, I was not really watching a lot of Kubrick at 11, and I certainly was not going to be watching this Kubrick at 11, so like, yeah. I was familiar with it, but then it was just always kind of like, of his list of films that I had never seen, it was like pretty low on my list of ones that I was interested in catching up with. Um, and so I just never made any effort whatsoever. Um, I do think it's interesting that this movie has similar to some of his other movies, uh, kind of had like a cultural 
like resurgence like there are people out here out there who like stand this movie now and uh i don't get that um i don't know if i will ever participate in that but uh um, absolutely not <clears throat> i will say similar to clockwork orange for the most part and part of this was just my fault because i started watching this too late and this movie's too fucking long um but like for the most part even though I had no idea what was going on. I was, like, drawn in and interested in watching what happened. Um, but then at the end of the movie, I was just like, okay, what the fuck was all of this? Like, like, what are we doing here? Why why any of this? I I don't hate this movie, but I definitely... I, I think, to your point, Matt, I think the first time I saw 2001, I definitely didn't love it as much as I do now. But I think that there was stuff in that first time in 2001 that made me want to go back to 2001. And I truly don't think there's anything in this movie. Like, I'll probably watch it again at some point in my life. But, like, there's nothing, on based on <clears throat> this first viewing only, there's nothing that is compelling me to ever watch this movie again. Like, I'm glad yeah, I no. watched it. I, I, I think that there are some interesting things happening. But, like, on the whole, I'm just, like, pretty disinterested in, in returning to this part of Kubrick's oeuvre. Yeah. Let's yep. dive right in. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Because this is basically, yeah, we've, we've said our initial feelings on it. Uh, and I don't know if it goes much deeper than that. Like, I think that's kind of the problem, is that, like, I was not impressed by any of it. Mm -hmm. Which, like every other Kubrick movie, there are multiple things that I'm impressed with. And, like, wholly separate elements mm -hmm. that I'm impressed with. The use of music, the shot, like, structure, the, you know, plot, the acting. Like, sometimes the acting is so bizarre. That sometimes. Like, the acting in this movie always. was it's, terrible. Was, it's bad. Totally it's actively awful. bad. I think Matt was just saying, like, generally in Kubrick oh. movies. <clears throat> it's usually, like, even, like, Cockwork Orange, which, like, you know, the one, like, the droogs are supposed to be kind of menacing and kind of big. But even, like, you know, like we were talking about, like, the chief officer or the chief guard or all these other characters kind of were these embellished mm -hmm. characters. And I feel like nobody is that in this. No. Besides the hotel concierge played by, <laughs> is that Alan, Alan Rickman? Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Yeah. Alan Cumming. Bizarre. Loved, also, loved. I almost texted you guys, and then I was like, "No, I'll just save it. We're recording tomorrow." But I, like, when he popped so up weird. on screen, I like so that was towards the end of the movie, and I was like, kind of fading. Uh, again, I started it too late. But when, as soon as he popped up on screen, I was like, "All right, I'm in for as ever, however long he's on my screen, I am in." <laughs> yeah, but like, it it just nothing impressed me about this movie. Not the message of it, not the shots, not the lighting or the music or the acting none of it impressed me in my opinion it's like a it doesn't impress me but e b oh my god by the way to our listener i can't talk today uh so bear with me but b uh like is like actively ick if that makes yeah. sense yeah um and like one of the no the one of the things that people critique kubrick in general but especially in clockwork orange is that like women and naked women are just set pieces but i didn't really feel that in clockwork orange but boy uh -huh. yeah. oh boy do i feel <laughs> that in this they're contributing nothing they're just there 
and Nicole Kidman, barely in this movie. Also, truly terrible acting. Also, also, is the moral just that women are emotional? Like, what the fuck? Man, I was, I was like, I couldn't tell you. Oh God. Um, Also, I think you're right about like the women in this movie, though, because it feels like you know, for you know the all of the bad that it brings with it but at least the point of some of the other movies was about how you as the audience are you know feeling about the female characters like we haven't done the shining yet but obviously like a lot of the wendy torrent stuff feels very like gendered mm-hmm. and like you're supposed to kind of be like oh she's being terrorized by her husband or the women in A Clockwork Orange, you're supposed to be like, they're being treated badly by these men, and that's mm-hmm. something that we could grab onto. In this, it really couldn't be more gratuitous, like you said. It's just kind of like excess, and the men are never put in similar positions at any point, or given as much carelessness with how they're presented. And then the, the moment where Nicole Kidman, like, says she had a fantasy and then he's like I'm gonna go out and cheat on my wife is like yeah and then she gets upset by it and it's like are we what (laughs) what the whole driving motivation of this movie is to like get back at her for a fantasy which I to the point where like watching this movie I was like oh she must have cheated on him as opposed to it being fucking fantasy can i just read some of my notes because i think they're yeah. a really funny progression uh-huh. <laughs> uh so the one good thing about this movie is that shostakovich's jazz suite number two is used three times in this movie and <laughs> your girl loves shostakovich uh so all caps i wrote fuck yes shostakovich and then i <laughs> that's where i started this movie was nothing but enthusiasm and then it just dwindles as you can see (laughs) so then i have has tom cruise had a nose job and then i have ovid Mm. was a naughty poet this is making me realize how much work nicole kidman has had done as well that dance that dance less dance scene is a lesson in consent oh my god you would you would (laughs) never be topless to listen to a heartbeat <laughs> Why is everyone naked? <laughs> a band-aid container seems like the worst place to store weed if you don't want your kids to find it. In in uh, in their defense, I don't think that kid could reach that level, that that shelf on the medicine cabinet. Maybe. But yes, I I generally agree with your point. It's at like least the when this kid is like aid thing 5 years do. old. Yeah, but like at this point when the kid is 5 years old, I think it's fine. I think when that kid gets a little bit older if they're still living in that apartment, like maybe find a better spot. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um Yale kids are all douches. Uh it's just my P- that's just my PSA. Uh the ac- <laughs> the acting is not great. Okay, is it just I me? I hope we get another one later that's the acting is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the progression she's on. <laughs> like... Oh, as, as you can see, it's clearly slipping. Then yeah. I have, yeah. is it just me? So, and I'm now in the orgy scene. Is it just me, or are these sex motions ridiculous? Yeah. They were like... <laughs> um, who is this lady telling him to leave? This is such bad acting. <laughs> 
Next note. This movie is too long. Every street corner looks Truly. the same, and they look like movie sets. Yeah. So, doc- quick it sidebar. Is, they are movies. They are movie they are sets, movie yeah. sets because he obviously didn't want to go back to New York to film, so they just like recreate it. But like, <laughs> like make it parts good. Of, I agree with you. I agree with you. But they <laughs> yeah. basically just like recreated parts of the village yeah. in Pinewood Studios in London <laughs> because like, Cooper didn't corner. want to actually go back and film in New York. <laughs> every corner looks the exact same. Like yeah. make them different. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's I also, the same neon lights. I also think it's, like, a problem. You know, we've talked about this in, all, in almost ever one of our Kubrick episodes so far, but just, like, the production design is usually such a, a uh-huh. high point in his movies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, no matter what's happening, you always have a really strong sense of place. And so, like, if that's 2001 which is, like, some weird space station that's obviously not real. We just, like, we f- it feels real, and it feels like I understand yeah. the geography of this space station. But, like, first of all, the village in New York City is a real place, and, like, Kubrick didn't want to go back to New York. Fine, whatever. But, like, this not only doesn't feel like a real place, but it also, like, has no sense of geography, like he like that scene where he's like walking around and he notices somebody's following him. I just have like no sense of like what direction he's going. Like yep. where like yeah. it just it feels like it's just like I don't know, I don't put some streets up and hang some Christmas lights, it's probably fine. And I was like it's just it's so wild to me that like this director with that level of attention to detail in everything else he's ever done just like phoned it in so hard. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the point <clears throat> to be disorienting, so you never quite know sure. if it's a fantasy or not. But also, it's like it's so visually dull mm-hmm. to yeah. watch Tom Cruise not doing what he does best, which is running, but in fact walking. Well, and also I all think over. I mean, we definitely know this now more so than, and I think it was interesting. I was listening to some podcasts around like earlier this summer around um, Maverick coming out. But, like, we know what Tom Cruise is good at now, right? Like, Tom Cruise, I think, can be a talented actor, but he's basically given up on that thing, right? Like, I think he's really good in Magnolia, but, like, he's just not really trying to do that anymore. And that's fine, because he's really good at what this is, what he's doing now, which is being super charismatic, which is being, like, totally game for whatever insane stunt he's going to do for whatever movie he's filming at the time, but, like, this version that we got, which kind of felt like chasing an Oscar, but also was just, like, really not good enough. Like, in no stretch was this ever going to be good yeah. enough. It was just, like, it, was, it wasn't, like, fun to watch Tom Cruise, which I do think, like, you know, 20 years down the line, it's a lot easier for us to, to know what fun Tom Cruise is. But, like, I was just like, well, I don't, like, I'm interested in seeing where this story goes, but I'm not interested in what, like, I wish it were some other actor who was at least doing something to make this a little bit more engaging uh, for me. The dialogue is trash, so I well, don't know that sure. another <clears throat> actor would have, like, and why do we need 30 seconds between every line? And, like, this is, if this were a podcast, I'd be listening, if this, if this movie were a podcast or an audiobook, I'd be listening to it at double speed, because <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It's like that Harry Styles Zane Lowe interview for uh his, for Harry's house. I watched that YouTube video at two times the speed because Harry talks so slow now. I was like, "What?" Um, 
Okay, I have three more notes. Yeah, no, one no, of no sorry. One of them is related, though. Uh, so why is his doctor card like an FBI badge? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, he's just flashing that shit around town, like, as if it means something. I was like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? I, I yeah. really was like, okay, I guess that's how a doctor... No. ID credentials? No. no. Like, <laughs> like uh, and, this get, and this gets to, so, so the next note adds on to that and just the fact that Kubrick phoned it in. And, that, and like, as a, he's, like, known to be a perfectionist. And then you think of, like, James Joyce when he was writing uh, whatever the big one is, Ulysses, Ulysses yeah. um, would write people and be like, is there a lamppost on this corner? Because it's meant to take place in Dublin. He, oh, wow. And if he wasn't in Dublin, he had to, like, write people and ask. And meanwhile, Kubrick's just like, oh, let's just make this look like New York. Fucking phoning it in. Okay, so then the other <laughs> thing I wrote was lousy narrative and no humor. Is this even a Kubrick movie? My theory is mm-hmm. that it's not a Kubrick movie. And then uh, my last note is that Tom Cruise is not sexy at all. <laughs> And he and Nicole have zero chemistry, despite being married. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all. Well, we see how that went with the chemistry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Also, he's like, how was that man rated people's sexiest man alive? He's, I mean, I think he's sexy. He I looks think nice. He had moments in this movie. I think at the very beginning when he's like charming everybody at the party, I yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, there's that Tom Cruise charm." Yeah, yeah. he's just and playing he, Maverick he has in the, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got swagger, and I think the swagger <laughs> has become less and less a part of his identity as he's gotten older, and has replaced it with action movie star walking on a biplane. But I think at this point, it was this kind of loose hair and like charming smile. And like smolder. I do think he's sexy. Not but this. I was gonna say I don't he's not very sexy. Uh, yeah. I do think like I thought oh, the scene I <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh I thought the scene the scenes between uh him and Jennifer Connolly in Top Gun Maverick were like really good. But, like, why does he ever kiss anybody? I don't know. But the scenes between him and, as you mentioned, Tyranny, his literal wife at the time (laughs) in this movie were just so bad. And I I, mean, yeah. I did have... The scenes were bad. I did have a thought very early on in the movie that I was like, I feel like this is maybe the worst I've ever seen Nicole Kidman. I, and well, I, Batman Forever is pretty rough. I guess that is true. Yeah. But it's the same kind of performance from her. It's really embellished, and it seems like she knows she's acting. Yeah. Which, like, normally she can pull off, like, a very natural quality, yeah. especially in, like, the HBO shows that she's done. She comes off as, like, very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. But this performance really couldn't be... It, it's, like, it maybe is a Kubrick-led performance where it's like, make it kind of big or exaggerate things. But coming from her, it feels just like bad acting. Mm-hmm. But is. she is good, like you said. I think she's I, I think she's normally good. Yeah, I was going to say, I generally tend to like her. I was just like so caught off guard. 
I, it was like yeah. a scene between the two of them. And I like to your point, Tierney, the dialogue was definitely not helping the situation. But like the combination of the dialogue and both of their performances, I was just like, why? The, <laughs> the scene where they're supposed to be high. Oh, yeah. oh my was god, crazy! I was like, who this is not like high that when they're high. Well, that's why I was gonna say. I was like, like I is do not believe Kubrick that. Ever done drugs? There's not a yeah. single person on this set who hasn't done weed. You or know, seen like, someone do weed. Like everybody yeah. on this set had to have smoked at some point in their life so like at any point somebody could have been like yo this isn't how stone people interact with one another this right. is not like at all what that is so like we gotta the, either change the drug that they're on or just like totally yeah. revamp this entire scene and these performances because this is ringing so false right now they're <laughs> acting like teen like <clears throat> friends in a like anti-weed drug PSA. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't believe how high I am. I bet I could jump off a building. No, are you crazy? That's so true. I'm seeing double. It's like so. They're like wobbling around yeah. and stumbling and like doing things like affecting their like facial features. And it's like you're just high. You would just be like slower more out of it yeah like slower or like uh, just like everything's kind of blowing over you yeah and they're both just like doing kind of like a drunk thing it's like drunk it's and so coke. weird yeah it's so bizarre uh, yeah that was like a shocking bad moment of acting where i was like this doesn't even feel like a kubrick but to that theory Chris, uh, who has been a guest on this podcast very recently, friend of the pod, said suppo- friend of the pod, said supposedly this, Eyes Wide Shut, was Kubrick's favorite film that he ever made. Well, he died like ten days later. Yeah. So I mean, was he like in his right mind? I think he. Jim was saying he died like. I think it was within ten days after giving this cut to he Warner showed Brothers. so. Yeah, six Whoa. days after showing the final cut to Warner Brothers, he died. Yeah. Wow. And so, like, there are, also, like, shoot rumors was... slash 400 days. Yeah. 400 what? days long for trash. <laughs> four Wait. Over a year of filming. It's, like, on the what? Guinness Book of World Records for longest continuous film shoot. <laughs> what was being filmed? Nothing happens in this movie. Right. What were they filming? I don't know. Not Tom Avengers. Cruise in any sort of... Is yeah. he a never nude? Is Tom Cruise a never nude? No, Ooh. he's shown his ass plenty of times. When? All the right moves he shows his dick. Say early, early Tom oh. Cruise. But I don't know if yeah. he... He may be Before in, he like a, a later in life never nude. I think as his body aged, he probably became a little more conservative. But like he actually he moons uh, the camera in American Made, and <laughs> that's a movie that I have completely forgotten. About. <laughs> I also forgot about. Was it. that the one um, uh, with him and Domhnall Gleeson? I'm just aware that he moons the camera in American Made. Thank you for okay, doing I that. Saw thank that you for movie, being true to who you are, man. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but also, like, he's got a famous scene in Far yeah. and Away with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time that they were in a movie together. This is, in fact, I think the third movie they were together. Because uh, they also did Days of Thunder. So, oh, that's right. Uh, in Far and Away, though, he plays an Irish guy. And he's, like, naked in her bed, and there's, like, a bowl over his crotch, and she, like, peeks underneath it as he's sleeping, and she's like, because <gasps> she's this, like, country girl, this little mouse. Um, which, that scene certainly left an impact when my mom was watching the movie and I was a child, and I remember being like, what is happening? <laughs> um, I, too, would like to see what's under that bowl. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's started a lifelong obsession with bowls. Um what? <laughs> it's not where I thought that was going. Peeking at um, eating out of them. Eating out of them. <laughs> Finding big enough ones to cover my crotch with. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think he's certainly not an ever nude. But I, I don't know why he is totally sexless in this movie. I mean, he not, was pretty sexless in Maverick too. Like. Those scenes with He's like the scenes daddy, with though. the scenes with Jennifer Connelly, like okay, they have good banter, or whatever. But like, uh, when I saw it, the scenes where he's like leaning on her pillow, I was I think I was laughing with oh, yeah. with Becca, where it looks like they're just it, it looks like two different shots that they've sewn together. <laughs> like yeah. he never like comes near her face. That they could be like just mm. sitting on a couch. <laughs> Interesting. And I feel like anything he's done recently, it's like any sort of intimacy, he's like running the other way from and breaking his ankle along the way. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like we haven't even really touched on the plot, but I guess I don't really well, know what the plot Well, there's touch is. on. You yeah, can I touch mean... <clears throat> something like a nebulous. Yeah, I, like the... I mean, he... <laughs> yeah. the, I think the point is that we are at, we show up after everything that happens or we see something and there's actually no climax to the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like constantly like like I mean especially after this orgy which the orgy even I was going to say like, I okay, feel this is nuts. like calling it an orgy seems killed. unfair too by the way. <laughs> right, it is kind of just like performative it's like, sex. It's like it's a sex cult with like the least exciting sex I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> like, really worms, yeah. they're worms. <laughs> and again, even in filming that, I don't you guys might not have noticed this, every woman completely naked, completely yeah. visible. Mm-hmm. Every man hidden behind something I was, there are a few yeah. shots where you can see like a dude not wearing a shirt but that's about it yeah whereas like all yeah. the women are completely naked the entire time and i was like and at least most make it of fair. the men are still wearing yeah. their robes which is yeah. another thing which i was like i guess i mean i don't know definitively what we would define as an orgy but like that's why i was saying like i don't know i feel like calling this an orgy is pretty unfair it's a sex party because it's like most of it yeah. is like a couple people are having sex and everybody else is just kind of standing around watching, which I was like, okay. Also, like, <laughs> don't tell anyone what you saw here. It's like, man, they've seen worse. Yeah. Almost certainly. <laughs> anyone has seen crazier shit than this. <clears throat> a bunch of old people in crazy ass masks with prostitutes. 
not that crazy, man. You're just a big house, and this is basically sleep no more in New York. Also, like, is the whole point supposed to be, like, this is so crazy? Like, this is crazy that we even thought of this? And it's, like, pretty sure this happens? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely crazier parties happen every weekend. I mean, wasn't... Fire Island, you know? Wasn't that, like, whole... That, like, young Republican dude, wasn't he, like, invited to an orgy? Oh, Coke orgies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Madison Cawthorn? Yeah. Probably by Lindsey Graham. And that's okay to spread on this podcast. We're all guessing here, and that guess seems pretty accurate. I was going to say, you can't spread misinformation if it's not misinformation, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And Lady G deserves a little gossip, you know what I mean? Um... Like, we're just spreading information at this point, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, that's what people come to this podcast for. They come for 69 jokes, nice, uh, and spreading of information. Um, Yeah. Confirmed confirmed information. (laughs) It's definitely out there. Veritable sources, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, yeah, that orgy (coughs) itself, the, like, the terror of being called into a room and surrounded by men in masks and being like like tested to see if you belong there and having to reveal yourself to all these strangers is like oh shit oh shit and then it ends with basically just like you get out of here you rascal yeah don't you talk about this ever that's what i said someone needed to die with that level of tension someone needed to die (laughs) and the idea is that someone does but we don't see it we don't see it. And also you're left to wonder whether or not it had anything to do with that specific party. Right. Which, you know, based on how empty and kind of, you know, lame that party was, <laughs> it probably wasn't them. It probably was just an overdose because she did almost overdose at, at the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, man, so this this yeah. sex party is nowhere near as fun as I thought it was going to be. I should probably do some drugs to really kick it up a level. Yeah. <laughs> And she probably was like, oh, I'll just do marijuana because it makes you drunk and a little crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm like totally uninhibited. (laughs) Um, Let me tell you about this naughty dream I had. Yeah. But like, Nicole Kidman's dream is also insane. And her. She's like that emotional about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what are we even talking about? And then. The whole next day of what him just trying to about? track down things, being like, oh, yeah, Nick Nightingale's already gone. We don't see it happen. You missed him. <laughs> like, oh, she's already dead. Oh, okay, I guess we missed any scene between him and her. It's just, like, a lot of, like, who cares? No big deal. Yeah. And that's the whole second half of the movie. Because the orgies, like, the sex, lame sex party is about halfway through. And then the rest of it is just him walking and being too late to find out any information. Yeah. And the whole point of the movie is like, well, maybe we were both unfaithful for having a fantasy about cheating on each other. Except you, and so, like, did make is... out with other people. And also, like, also I kept being like, the amount of money he's spending on this, like, revenge for a fantasy. I was yeah. like, yeah. oh, my God. <clears throat> and cutting to the, I mean, here's what I'm going to say, though. The amount of money with inflation is probably a lot, but at the time being like, I'll pay you $150, prostitute. I'll buy this costume for $200. 
I'll give you $200 over the rental. Like, yeah, whatever the rental true. fee is, plus 200 <laughs> That is a lot of money, actually. You're right. That's like $1,000 in one go. And, and it's like all just, like, cash that he has in his wallet. Yeah. He's just <laughs> walking around with, like, three grand. He's paying the cabbie to just wait there. Yeah. Also, ripping sick move, $1. ripping a $100 bill in half. Be like, you yeah. get this half if you wait for me, and I'll give you the other half when I get back or whatever. I was like, what the fuck? That was kind of fun to look at, though. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that, that would be the way to sure he stays yeah i mean he can't can't call an uber if the cabbie leaves him not 1999 don't even try it doesn't exist yet not yet um maybe soon but yeah is the whole thing about infidelity about just like marriage is tough and yeah i I mean it has a point i mean if if it were to have one i think because like the the premise like they're both like dancing around possibly being uh, unfaithful at the party, uh-huh. but then neither of them actually does for whatever reason. But then, like the rest of the movie is driven by that same like: should I be faithful or should I not be unfaithful? All from Tom Cruise's perspective, because Nicole Kidman is just like an afterthought, but. <laughs> And the treatment of Nicole Kidman in this movie, even if it's not a great performance, which I still don't think is entirely her fault. No. Like, no. She's given nothing to do besides, like, literally be a mom. With her little Santa daughter. Claus glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and call and be like, when are you coming home? And he's like, I'm busy right now. It's like, this is the, this, this is the misogyny that I'd heard mm-hmm. so much about in Kubrick's Uber. Yeah, or the fact that he literally hires a prostitute, makes out with the prostitute, goes to a sex party, and, like, does all this crazy shit, and then, at the end, she's the one that's depicted as emotional. It's like, what the well, um, fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I think she's emotional the one who's like, that, like, I can't believe did you all. did this to me. And it's like, right. why, why are we making her, like, she's the one who's like... Oh my god, oh my god. Why aren't we well, like, you're an asshole, Tom. <laughs> I think at the very end, though, her last line, the closing of this <laughs> oh, movie let's is, fuck. I guess we have to go home and fuck. I god. think it is supposed to be like, women are also sexual creatures. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, also kind of misogynistic yeah. in that alone. Yeah. <laughs> that like, initially he's like, well, no, like, men are, you know how men are. And like, women, it's like, about more than that. And she's like, yeah, well, I sometimes want to fuck. And then he's like, you want to fuck? Are you crazy? I got to go. I got to get out of here. And then for it to at the end be like, yeah, sometimes I want to fuck. And him to be like, cool, I guess we're making up now. <laughs> it's like, I don't really, this seems like a long walk off a very short pier. It's like, I don't really know. Like, is there more to it than just like, <clears throat> married life is crazy. Sometimes you want to fuck. Sometimes you gotta fantasize about fucking so that the fucking's even better. It's basically like <laughs> I looked. I looked up whether or not this one was based on external source material because I was like, maybe that's why it sucks so much. But it's basically like it he is. thought it is. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a novella, but it was like he thought of an oh. idea and then was like, yeah, but then did nothing to actually. <laughs> make that idea something tangible 
it was like, yeah, sex. Cool. Let's do it. Eyes wide shut. Here we go. 400 <laughs> days. I'm going to write it as I, as I film it. 400 days. That is. Of what? 14 months. Of what? And those Christmas lights staying up all year round from Christmas to Christmas. Do you Christmas. think Pinewood was like, can we start wrapping this up? We got other productions that want to use our studios. You can't just, like, we can't have this shitty New York City street set for over Why a was year. Why so long? <laughs> I still don't understand. That's, like, blowing my mind. That's, like, almost as long as Boyhood. <laughs> I mean... It's probably less if you actually I was gonna say, I think, days. I was going to say, I think, obviously, spread out over the course of time boyhood was certainly longer but like if we were to actually count the amount of days spent filming i'm sure boyhood was significantly less than this my god 400 (laughs) days 400 what days uh i don't i don't know for sure i'll just put over four over 400 disgusting kubrick come on the guinness world records recognized eyes wide shut as the longest constant movie shoot that ran for over 15 months a period that included an unbroken shoot of 46 weeks oh Oh. my god (laughs) how how were you tom cruise and nicole kidman shooting for that long right like what is tom cruise doing for 46 weeks and not being like stanley i gotta go I gotta film other movies, man. How do you do that? How do you get Tom Cruise for 46 fucking weeks? I don't know. For this. I don't know, man. For this. I mean, part of it probably took so long. (laughs) Probably took so long because they take a fucking decade to say one goddamn line. Yeah, the... honestly so true. The line delivery is just, like, out of control in this movie. I don't understand. And, like... It's bad across the board, but, like, the scene where she's uh, dancing with the Hungarian guy, which also, such weird, like, he introduced himself, he's like, I'm Hungarian. I'm like, what? Yeah. What a terrible, like, Stanley, Stan, my also, guy. Also, we never see him again. <laughs> at least put him at the sex party. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> right. I feel like, or, I mean, I wanted way more of the sex party, and not in, like, a pervy way. I just, like, wanted... No, because like, there's I, the one bit of tension in the entire That's what I'm movie. saying. Like, the, and yes. everything I knew about this movie was that it's like, oh, yeah, there's some weird sex cult stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. That's got to be a pretty significant part of this movie. There's 20 minutes of him walking around. Really? Yeah, like, it's yeah. just, like, him slowly walking through this giant fucking house and, like, sometimes seeing weird sex stuff and other times not seeing weird sex stuff. And I'm like, what... What's and happening? a woman being like, you need to leave now. You can't stay here too much longer. You've already stayed too late. Leave. You know what they should have done? They should have made this an adaptation of the Rupert Holmes song, Escape, in parentheses, the Pinnacle Collapse. <laughs> in which he's like, I was tired of my lady. I was a doctor and... She was my wife. And then I went to a sex party. And then I ran into my wife. My wife. And like, my wife. She's and then not have Nicole there, Kidman. is she? But she should be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. She should have been there. He should have run into her and they should have been like, <laughs> you, and take off their masks and been like, we just need a little excitement. And then or they fuck. just recognized that's they didn't they even fuck. take it. Yeah, they didn't even take off their masks. They just recognized neck down. 
on the uh-huh. other person. And then everyone's clapping and they cheer. Everyone's like, like, oh, oh we did it, everyone. It yeah. And it's actually a nice cult. And they're like, oh, true love. And then they give them like a fruit basket. And then it's like the, the game. It's like the basket. twist from the game. Like all of this was an elaborate setup because we knew that you were maybe having marital problems, but also that's clearly undefined. Honestly, that'd in this be a movie. better movie. <laughs> Sydney Pollock's like, I hope you guys enjoyed this sex party. It was all for you. And they're like, thank you so much, Sidney Pollock. And he's like, no problem. It was my pleasure. They specifically call him Sidney Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> like his name also, is I... Victor for all of the movie, except right at the very end after the twist yeah. is revealed. It's like, nope. <laughs> I did think Sidney Pollock was good in this. Yeah. But... Like I said, I think there are... What was... I, I didn't hate this movie. I think there were, like, interesting things. And, like I mentioned, as it was going, I was, like, intrigued by where it was going. I, it was a bummer that it never actually went anywhere. Yeah. But, like, so I was, like... down a short pier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as was it was happening, same? I was, like, oh, maybe yeah, maybe something exciting is happening. I'm, I'm intrigued to see, like, where, where does he go next? Like, which shop is right. he going to go to next? Like, all of that stuff. I was, like, okay, I'm interested. And then we got to where it we just, got, and I was like, okay, yeah. I needed at least seven more scenes with Alan coming if we were going to do this. Um, you know, the... Um, who's the the guy who um, played the, uh, the costume shop owner? Yeah, what was oh, I that? Know. I don't know what that... But like, I like, that. like, that actor is always fun yeah. whenever he pops up and stuff. So I was like, yeah, Man. bring him along. I don't know. Anything else? Just get Tom Cruise off my screen. Or Tom Cruise alone off my screen, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, did he sell wonder... his daughter into, like... Yes, supposedly. Okay. All right. So, cool stuff there. Sold his daughter? <laughs> that could have been made more clear. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, actually, this movie is supposed to be like Alice in Wonderland. Um, you know, because at the sex party, you have a red figure a red queen uh-huh. the queen of hearts sure, sure, sure. um the the haberdasher this costume man is maybe like the mad hatter uh-huh. the tea party yep. the way she kind of pops out from behind the the couch is kind of like the mouse in the in the tea kettle uh-huh. um the white rabbit of course is uh nicole kidman and the the mushrooms that make you grow bigger are just weed that makes you grow drunker uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> the prostitute who ends up becoming HIV positive, which was like a real what the fuck moment. That was so yeah. out of left field. I was like, she's I don't know what? the caterpillar maybe. <laughs> At first, I was like, like when there was a different girl there, I was like, yeah, they probably all use like that same setup, like all of that. And so, like maybe the story of her having being HIV positive is not actually true. It's just like what she said. To, like, yeah. explain away why this girl wasn't there that night. But I was just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> or, like, make that girl that he goes to see the same girl who's at the party who died. Why put another person who doesn't mean anything? Yeah. And yeah. then also and be I mean, like, they have HIV. Why? Which the other thing is, like, that, pr- I mean... Not that I think it would be a better story if this was what they did, but, like, wouldn't it make more sense for him to have that as a consequence? For having this? sex? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, well, part of it is, like, the movie is all about he doesn't actually have sex with anyone else. Right. And so all of these consequences 
are maybe not actually they're like more like warnings or like mm-hmm. you, this could have happened if you went through with it but like then what is the movie right. like that he almost does a lot of stuff and actually none of it actually matters and the consequences are more just like cautionary things and he still gets to fuck Nicole Kidman at the end great like cool <laughs> I don't know what I don't know why two and a half hours long then for literally nothing um, I mean, you could have a short film about why to wear a bike helmet, and it'd be more exhilarating than this. <laughs> on why to either practice safe sex or be faithful in your marriage or whatever the fucking moral is. Yeah, couldn't tell you what the moral is, but I think I think we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. But I do want to. I. I uh, thanks for I do bring this. in. Before... <laughs> I'm just putting all of us out of our misery. Thank but you. Before I do that, I do want to... I, I don't know if, if I'm committing to this being a, a regular bit, but I do want a, to introduce uh, another couple uh, letterboxed reviews oh, into, into canon. So the first one is by our our sweet, sweet Tierney. <laughs> Which, I honestly, I read it before I watched the movie. I was like, oh, damn. And then I watched the movie. I was like... <laughs> preach it <laughs> but she said sort of wish i'd watched this one with eyes wide shut <laughs> which was good oh, for and our then... listener all of my letterbox reviews i try and incorporate the title into the review <laughs> and then the other one i want to show is uh is demi's and i'm not going to read his whole thing but uh the last paragraph of his review is Last scene made me horny. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Sorry to the friends I watched this with who are still next to me and will have to learn that from reading this review. <laughs> you said that was to me? Yeah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Um, all right. Let's, do, oh, let's burn boy. through these categories quickly because I don't burn actually want to do much with them. I here's here's what I will say. Uh, no, uh, just there is no part of this movie that is getting tattooed to my body. <laughs> so uh, you could get the the mask tattooed on your face. On my face, yeah. yeah. Just was, get the, uh, a roadmap of Tom Cruise walking around. <laughs> walking around, this, like clearly fake New York yeah. City. Um, Matt, this reference is going to be lost on Tierney, but uh, I believe you watched at least some of Moon Knight. And at one point, at one point during the sex party, one of the masks just straight up looked like the design of Kanchu. Well, okay, so here's some symbolism that I'll drop on you. The that person that takes away the woman who saves his life at mm-hmm. the sex cult is the only Venetian death mask mm-hmm. among this masquerade. Venetian death masks, of course, were mm-hmm. worn by plague doctors, mm-hmm. uh, and the beak that's, like, so uh, recognizable is usually stuffed with, uh, like, flowers or herbs or anything to make it smell nicer since they were dealing with bodies that were dying from the bubonic plague. I didn't but know that. plague doctors became kind of that image of death, mm-hmm. that, like, scythe-wielding mm-hmm. Grim Reaper, and so it's interesting that death personified is the one that takes her away, mm-hmm. likely to her death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then just make it that. 
correct. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I get it. And, like, I'm... Okay, yeah. I we knew don't have all to get that. back into no, it. No, no, no. It's fine. I knew all of that. I was just saying, like, literally... Like, I understand, like, the shape of the beak is yeah. iconic. But, like, uh-huh. that beak specifically was the exact design okay. of Kanchu from Moon Knight. <laughs> I was like, cool. Which I thought Kanchu <laughs> kind of looked goofy. I thought that was kind of a stupid design. Yeah. Because his head was so big, he looked like a mascot. Uh, and I was like, we don't need mascots in the MCU. <laughs> but actually, all of them, all of the gods in that show looked like mascots. Yeah. Not a good show. Um, would you guys spend time on this film set? No, absolutely no. not. No. 400, 400 days? days? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Pass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to Would you guys spend time on this film set if it was like a 100 day shoot? No. Still no. no. I mean, still. Like, still no. Why would you want to spend time with this? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're in, like, the mansions are like mansions. Yeah. But, like, they also don't even look that fun. I <laughs> just fell off the couch. <laughs> to be in. Nailed it. Um, And then, like, the orgy itself, man, I could. I've been to crazier things than that. I don't need to be on a film set to be there. All right, tune in uh, to another film podcast after dark for yeah. follow-up on that. Get ready. Uh, <clears throat> would you guys watch this on a plane? No. Uh, no. I don't want to watch this again for the rest of my life. Maybe, because uh, as I alluded to earlier, the end of this movie was putting me to sleep. And I can't sleep on airplanes, so... That's true. You know, you maybe, maybe I would watch this movie and I would just it. like finally be. That's how I do it. That's how I solve my problem of not being able to sleep on airplanes. Just watch this boring I as fuck. Put those eyes wide shut. You know. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Then you're just sleeping. Do you know what I mean? You know. Um, what, I mean. what character would you guys want to play? I mean, Nick Nightingale. I guess. Yeah. He just gets to hang out and play play uh, play piano. Or the Alan Cumming character. Oh, the Alan Cumming character would be fun, too. Or the kid. Ideally, somebody who's only on set for, like, three yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> Not the I'd, full I'd, 400. Like. I'd want to play one of the topless patients that Tom Cruise rubs the breast of. <laughs> Truly. I would like to I want be, I, I want to be the guy who is, uh, like, wearing a shirt, which looks like a collared shirt. And he's, like, mm-hmm. face down on the table, and Tom Cruise is just, like, lifting his leg up. Yeah. But he's, like, not wearing pants for some reason. Like, that seems fun. <laughs> so Tom's going to see the whole thing. These women are, you know, topless for no reason. This dude's bottomless for no reason. Just, like, the weirdest fucking family not practice really, that you've ever seen. Not really bottomless. <laughs> well, right, yeah. But I mean. <laughs> Has... Was anyone else annoyed that his name was Harford? Doctor yes. William yeah. Harford. Also I was like, just Bill? put the T in. Bill Harford. Bill? Yeah. Bill? Tom Cruise as Bill Harford. <laughs> Supposedly yeah. Harford's supposed to be a blend of Harrison Ford because that's who they wanted to play this character. Are you kidding me? Wow. No. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> what? I, I don't that. know what to do with that. Just yeah. file it away <laughs> just go. along with the rest of this movie. <laughs> I do think actually if, if it was Harrison I would have, Ford, it I, might have landed it a little different. I think it would have I'm I would like to watch that version of this movie. Yeah. And then is is Callista Flockhart the Alice character then? I mean just God, like that'd be so great. Also <laughs> overhaul the script as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> also, supposedly, Chris said that uh, the Sidney Pollack character, Kubrick, originally wanted Woody Allen. Oh. oh. Which, like, oh. kind of fits. <laughs> but also, what a different movie that would be. And also, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> I also, think mostly yuck. <laughs> I, like, didn't really care for that scene. Because I was like, just kill him. Like, yeah. just kill Tom. What is this like, well, let me tell you about all the things that aren't true, according to me and me only. What a waste of my time. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, how much, what percentage do we think Stanley Kubrick is flipping off the audience here? I mean, honestly, I think 100% for this one. <laughs> a lot. A lot yeah. of this movie. Tierney's gone really <laughs> yeah. from Just feeling like no Kubrick movie. opposite end of the spectrum. I don't know um, what the fuck this is, but it is not a Kubrick movie. It has none of the traits that make his movies a, a tour movies, other than the fact that it's long and loads of naked women. Nothing else. Yeah. Literally yeah. nothing else. Um, I cannot right, believe but... that the person who made this also made Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Um, the email link I sent you guys is, uh, the real reason Tom and Nicole got divorced. Um, and it's the real reason is that they just made an atrocious movie together. <laughs> they were both yeah. just like, this was just a tabloid headline. They were just like, Ooh, man, your acting's really bad. Yours is too. Let's get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they both were like, Oh, we like lived out our marriage on screen. Yeah. Uh, and it's not fun. Mm hmm. So let's let's wrap it up. And then, like, they were shooting that final scene, and uh, she was like, "Let's we need to fuck as soon as possible." And then there, and Stan was Tom like, "Tom was like, I'm a never nude, sorry." Well, I was gonna say Stan was like, "All right, that's a wrap." And then Tom was like, "You want to?" And she's like, "No, get away from me. We're done Actually, here." Actually, divorce. <laughs> what What's the percentage in Rotten Tomato? <clears throat> Great question. Hold, please. Um. 69 <laughs> that would be so great i don't think i don't think we're that lucky but that would be nice um where are you here we are 76 no with an audience what? score of 74 what are we doing shocking people doing like here? this movie i don't understand gross uh this movie wasn't nominated for any oscars good we are blessed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's it. I think I think those are all the categories. Did we miss no. anything? Oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> if we did, none of us care enough to, to, yeah. to do it. So. Truly can't wait to log this away and just forget I've ever seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, far, yeah, the bottom of our Kubrick list. Yeah. So. I mean, bottom Only of a lot here. of lists. <laughs> for me, wow. anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have you guys been up to lately? Um, I'll go first. I haven't been up to very much. I um, know. Don't be a rude little binge. Um, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales, the video game. Spider-Man. It was fun. Um, I... Uh, watched something. Not, not Better Call Saul. Oh, I watched the first two episodes of Rap Shit. Oh, how was are they? Um, it's fun. Okay. 
but there's like a stylistic element that I feel like I have to get used to still. Because a lot of it is shot or like on the screen, it'll be like the other screen of a FaceTime or the record button or like the live oh, little interesting. notice. So it feels very in media. Uh, and then it's cut between scenes that are just like a normal, like, you know, like insecure would be shot. But mm-hmm. now it's also got this other kind of like mixed media element of it. RJ Siler's in it. And he's fun. Um, the casting is really good. And the acting is fun. I think it's just that element of like the... It's kind of pushing what visually you're used to seeing uh, in one of these shows. Um, but I will keep watching. It was very fun. I didn't realize it was out yet. I gotta add it to my list. Is it just like, are they doing a somewhat weekly release? Like only, they only dropped a couple. Yeah, so like Hacks does two episodes a week for however long its run is. That's, yeah. And this is a Max original as well. Interesting. Yeah. I Um, will say I was very excited at the prospect of a new Issa show. But then I watched the trailer, and the trailer wasn't doing much for me, so I was, like, probably not going to watch the show. But if you keep watching it and let me know if it's worthwhile, I might check it out. It doesn't have the drama element as well (laughs) as uh, Insecure did, where you're kind of, like, invested in a real way. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is more comedic, um, and I think it's just taking a minute to, like, you know, fully get absorbed into like the relationships of the characters but um but yeah that was pretty good and i rewatched the batman <laughs> duh and i i do think it's like i think it's the best batman movie by a mile and i think like maybe it's definitely the most artful uh and i've got a lot of opinions now on a theme of the movie being perspective just the idea of perspective are you saying that we should record another three-hour episode of the <laughs> i might be hopping on a phone call with two friends to talk about specifically the batman very soon so i might record that but uh but yeah i'm trying to think of what else i have done and i guess i really haven't done very much that's i mean okay. honestly that's that's the dream is it though or is it the nightmare Anyway, uh, anyone else doing anything recently? <laughs> I can go. I actually did watch a couple things this week because it was too windy. I watched Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. So wonderful. That's Truly. So true, true delightful delight. movie. Yeah. Uh, really pulls with the heartstrings, too. I had a gigantic grin on my face for almost the entire movie, and then when I wasn't grinning, I was just weeping. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> real, yeah. real opposite of the spectrum throughout that movie. Also, <laughs> just the fact it. that Jenny Slate and Dean Fleischer-Camp made this, the YouTube stuff, when they were together, yeah. and then, like, got divorced, and yeah. have made a movie together, like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. To be able to, like work with uh your ex-husband ex-wife like that um anyway i watched my path on the holy grail uh which i've already seen uh and then i watched kingsman with my sisters which i uh also had already seen but you know still a great movie 
Yeah. Yeah. Real fun. It's real fun. It sure is. Um, I only watched one movie this week, and it was a little, just a little thing called Nope. Nice. Um, and I really want to see it. I will not say anything about that movie, but I, other than I want both of you to see it as soon as possible. Jim already gave me away, gave away the whole plot. What the fuck, man? I asked him to. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to see it if it was too scary. I wanted to know what I was getting into. Here, so uh, I think there are two sequences of the movie that are, like, actually scary. But I think overwhelmingly the movie is not scary. I wasn't going to uh, say that, but yeah, that's what he told well, me. Yeah, which, I like, I don't necessarily think that, like, that is a spoiler. Cause, so, like, Slate does, like, when certain horror movies come out, they have, like, a like a rating. Like, how scary is this movie? <laughs> Their scale goes from Paddington <laughs> to <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Joel sent me, like, a screenshot of where they rated Nope. And they said Nope was, like, approximately six cents. Um, and so Joel... Joel was like, Slate says that Nope isn't scary. And I was like, Colin confirms that Nope isn't scary. <laughs> um, but I do I do think that's a really fascinating movie that there's a lot to talk about. So please, one or both of you see that movie soon. Or I guess, Tierney, I can talk to you about it since Jim <laughs> told you everything. <laughs> Um, sure did. But the other stuff I want to shout out, uh, I did do some other watching of things. Um, I, the, uh, Better Call Saul is still crushing it. Matt's still behind and I'm still mad at him. I'm um, trying my best, man. <laughs> uh, the rehearsal. I watched the second episode of the rehearsal while I was on an airplane. Cause I was like, how can I get myself more oh. uncomfortable than being <laughs> on an airplane? And the answer was 30 minutes with Nathan Fielder. <laughs> God. There just like with the first episode, there were moments where I was like, Oh my God, I want to jump out of this airplane without a parachute. <laughs> and then there were other parts where I was like actually laughing out loud. And I'm sure the people sitting next to me were like, fuck off, man. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> Uh, but the main thing I want to talk about is The Bear, which is the... Uh, the Chicago FX... movie you watched? <laughs> it's a TV show. Um, okay. But yeah, it's uh, it's an FX show. It's all... All eight episodes are streaming on Hulu. They're all, like, around 30 minutes. Uh, and it's, like, set in a restaurant in Chicago. So, like, extremely my shit anyway. But uh, it is so good. Like, truly yeah. fantastic. Like, it is... There are so many great things. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I loved it. I watched the entire thing in, like, a weekend. Um, and I cannot recommend it high, highly enough. Uh, Io Debris is in it. Um, and, like, I don't know her that well, but, like, mostly know her as a comedian. And, like, I think there are parts of this where she's funny, but I think she, like, her character in this is not necessarily like a really funny character um and i was like really impressed with her specifically i thought she was really good um but there's like a lot of so it's like her and um the, one of the guys from shameless is like the main character and then the other male main character is uh he was a guy from girls um but like everybody else in the cast is like people that i've never really seen before except for like there's some supporting roles that obviously you have seen but like the main cast the people who work in the restaurant 
are all like people I've never seen before. Um, but I thought Supposedly all of them were really pretty good. Accurate too. So yeah, and I've like I you know I worked in fast food when I was in high school. Um, the movie theater I work at's in Alamo, so like we have a full kitchen. So like I don't have a ton of like restaurant kitchen experience, but like I do have a little restaurant kitchen experience, and it like is you have. You've barked, yes, chef, yes, chef, every I've, time I've never, the I've never done that, but... At Culver's? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we do, like, uh, like behind, corner, like, all that kind of, like, all of that stuff is, like, pretty standard. Um, and I, I personally never yelled, yes, chef, but I've heard, not at Culver's, but I've, I've heard some, some yes, yes chefs in my life. So, uh, truly can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's super visual. But what if you crave Italian beef while you're watching it and you don't have anywhere to get good Italian beef that's less than an hour away? Oh, I mean, make some yourself. Get inspired. I did I did go to the place and got Italian beef and I asked them to dip the sandwich and they didn't dip the sandwich. And so I was just eating this like <gasps> fucking I mean it wasn't dry, dry but I was just I'm just like, God damn it. I wanted this bread to be fucking dripping. Matt, you like know I wanted that to like pick like, up the sandwich and just tub. like I have. I have before. My family has before. <laughs> I'm telling you, Italian beef is a big part of my DNA. And, and I, I told and people I, I mean and, that quite literally. Like there is Oh yeah, it's I've eaten enough where now it's blended itself in with my bloodstream. <laughs> It's, I mean, I certainly have some residue in my heart valves from all the Italian beefs that I've eaten. That's, or the, a, that's a sure thing. Or the gravy bread. God, yeah. <laughs> Which oh I, God. like, I'm, I will fully fuck with a dip sandwich, but I, I can't, I can't no, do gravy, gravy bread. <laughs> gravy bread's a great snack for after you've eaten an entire sandwich. Just eat another sandwich sans meat. Fuck Yeah. All right, this is just going to become me talking about Italian beef, but let me tell you something. When I was in Portland, I told people about two things, Italian beefs and mastacholi, and both were like, Is mastacholi only a Chicago thing? Apparently. That blew my mind. I was like, what do you mean mastacholi? And they're like, what is it? And I was like, like a pasta in sauce? With penne. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, it's like a penne noodle, and it's like sometimes it's covered in cheese. And they were like... I don't know what that is. What and the I was fuck? like, Masacholi? Masacholi? It's not like a Chicago, it's like an Italian thing. And everyone I talked to did not know what Masacholi was. did you was know what it is? Yeah, but I mean, I guess I, I mean, I learned about it when I moved to that part of the country, so. <laughs> you didn't know about it in, in South Dakota? No. I'm learning about this right now. I know. It really blew my mind. For a whole day at work, I was walking around going, nobody knows what Masacholi is? And they were like, no. <laughs> Matt, stop go back to your desk and work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Because I kept asking. What the fuck? I was like, you've never been to a graduation party where there's a pasta bowl? Or like a, like a tray of pasta? And, they were and like, it's no. different. It's different. It's made with penne noodles, but it's a different dish than most penne pastas. Yeah. It's like a specific. And it's like a more chunky tomato. Yeah. 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 Masacholi. <laughs> it blew my mind. I fuck? grew up eating masacholi and Italian beef. And Italian and ice, you bitch. And Italian ice. <laughs> yeah, I do think that watching the bear is just going to make me drive an hour and a half to get Portillo's near Disneyland and then drive back with it, eating in the car. Here's what I, I will say. done before. <laughs> Worth it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I really have to commit to it. I almost committed to it on Saturday when I was already south, and I was like, 
is 54 minutes too long no. to get Portillo's? At least you but have a Portillo's, soon. though. Yeah. I know. Por- Portland certainly didn't, which was a major, you know, knock against Portland. Portland and Portillo's go together like port and port. It's Obviously. We've all said it. Yeah. Uh, there is one other thing I wanted to, I wanted to mention that I did watch, uh, and I'll make it real quick, but the Black Panther 2 trailer, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. What a trailer. <laughs> that you, is maybe the best thing I've yet, watched. Tierney? No, I didn't know it came out, but we were just oh, talking girl. about that last week. shit. Do you want to watch it now, and we'll watch your reaction to it? Or we can do that after. I was going to say, I don't know if we need to record that, but I would like to play that game off air. All right. <laughs> off yeah. mic, so. Um, it's... I am fine with them. Like, I've always been fine with them making a Black Panther 2. Um, like, obviously, that movie made way too much money. And, like, as sad as it may be, I was just like, yeah, there's no fucking way Disney's going to leave that much money on the table. So, like, I always knew that this was going to happen. And I, like, have faith in Ryan Coogler. He's done enough great shit up to this point in his career that I was like, okay, if, if he's the one who's going to do it, he'll make sure to do it right. But I still had like, a sense of hesitancy around it for all of the reasons you would expect. And, my God, if this trailer is any indication of what the final product is going to be, we are so fucking lucky. (laughs) Because it is truly one... It's easily my favorite Marvel trailer, I think, ever. And I think it's one of my favorite trailers for a movie that I've seen in many years. Like, I, I think it's, like, top three. I can think of, like, a couple other trailers that, like... I think the Everything Lord Everywhere of the All Rings, Two Towers? Is dope. <laughs> Why? What? Lord of the Rings, Two Towers? Why that one specifically? Because it's the best trailer. And I watched it thousands of times. I don't remember times. it at all. Oh, I remember it because Aragorn pushes open those double doors and... Whoo, baby. <laughs> Something else got pushed open, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Let's just say uh, Teenage Tierney was like, oh, that's sexy. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, my helm's deep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he's like oh. dripping wet. <laughs> and you're like, something else is dripping wet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh my god! No, it is a, it is a great trailer, and it kind of makes all the other Marvel Phase Four stuff look look like who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is all a waiting room until we got to this. Um, yeah, it's a great trailer. I was pretty disinterested in almost everything else that Marvel had to do at uh, Comic Con, but they dropped that trailer, and I was like, oh hell yeah, let's fucking and go! And some of the music dropped today, uh, so you can download it. Oh, which today is a week after when we're recording so you can definitely download it now listener it's been available for over a week what are you waiting on god you never do anything on time do we have to tell you everything you're talking to me (laughs) no it would be fun if we were just like coming at you for not watching a trailer that dropped two days ago (laughs) no yeah i was talking to listener um but you know i don't need to keep ranting um so i'm finished Wait, I said that weird. (laughs) Wait, should we do that again? Nah.